Thanks for joining us for The Whole Spectrum. I'm Katherine Parks, and I'm here with my husband, Eric, to talk about what it means, in the words of Francis Schaeffer, for the Lordship of Christ to permeate the whole spectrum of life. And for us, our view of art in particular. We love to discuss the films we see from a Christian perspective, so we invite you to join us as we cover the whole spectrum of the movie world, from classics to independent films to blockbusters. From the hundreds of fan letters we've been getting that people have really been missing us. Mm, yes. Actually, one fan letter from my dad who has really been missing the podcast. Mm. Thanks, Dad. You are our most loyal and only listener, and we really appreciate it. So, due to popular demand, we are back. Hey. <laughs> Summer and hiatus. Yeah, we took a little break for the summer, and there are a couple reasons for that, but I would say the main one is that there just weren't that many films we were excited about this summer. I'm excited about the fall and winter movie season, so that's me anyway. Well, you saw a couple of movies over the summer. Jason well, Bourne. Jason Bourne, that was a fun one. We saw Love and Friendship in the spring. Was spring or summer? That may have been the summer. Yeah. The Jane Austen one, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Actually, we cumulatively saw three films this past week between the two of us, and so we in the theater. In the theater, thanks to wow, one another and some awesome babysitters. Yes. Shout out to the McNuffs. So our next episode will be talking about those three films uh, in brief, and um, in case you're interested, those are the Light Between Oceans and. Which you saw. I haven't That's, seen yet. Yeah, I saw that one. You saw Hell or High Water. Yes, but Light Between Oceans was based on a book written, I, I don't know, two or three years ago. Uh, and it is really, really good book. Um, yeah, you read the book. I watched the movie. Yeah, So, but we don't want to spoil anything. I'm embarrassed to say that as a literature major, but... Don't be embarrassed. Yeah, well. Uh, and I watched, yes, Hell or High Water uh, with Jeff Bridges, kind of doing a turn like uh, Tommy Lee Jones did, kind of in No Country for Old Men, but it also has a little bit of the true grit kind of uh, swagger to it. Anyway, uh, I enjoyed that one, and then when we saw it together recently was uh, a French film called The Innocents, um, and that is that was not a great date movie <laughs> as far as romance is concerned. It was about Polish nuns in 1940s, during World War II, who were many of them were raped by Russian soldiers. Um, anyway, so that was kind of a tough one, a dark one, but also kind of redeeming. Mm -hmm. um, so that was um, that was our last date movie, <laughs> for <laughs> so better or worse. Anyone who wants to come on a double date with us, hey, run now. It uh, reminded me of like the making out in Schindler's List on Seinfeld, uh, when the mom's like, "You made out in Schindler's List." <laughs> So we can't, yeah, we couldn't do that in this kind of movie. Anyway, but it was good. We'll talk more later on another episode. So today, our purpose is to give a preview of some of the films we're excited about that will be released over the next few months through the end of 2016. So we have each somewhat secretly compiled our list of the top five films we are excited to see. And there may be some differences of opinion, Meaning Eric may ridicule some of my choices. Stop it. No, I would never do that. Um, so you want to go first? Sure. So these will be top five 
movies that we're excited about for the fall and winter 2016. So my number five is a movie called Manchester by the Sea. It's directed by Kenneth Lonergan for all you movie nerds. And here's the simple, I'm just gonna, we're just going to read the synopses from IMDb. An uncle is forced to take care of his teenage nephew after the boy's father dies. Huh, that gives a lot of information. Wow. <laughs> the trailer is interesting. The cast is really great. Uh, Casey Affleck, Michelle Williams, and Kyle Chandler. You will remember Kyle Chandler as Coach from Friday Night Lights. And he will always be Coach. He will always be Coach as far as we're concerned. That was such a great, iconic role. So, yes, Manchester by the Sea is my number five that I'm most excited to see. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Hmm? But my number five is a Terrence Malick film. Whoa. I know. You've done this to me. I'm beaming with pride right now. <laughs> so you may remember Terrence Malick. If you know Eric and uh, he's ever talked about film with you. Because yeah. this is... He's brilliant sometimes, most of the time. <laughs> His last couple, eh, not so much. But we've got The Thin Red Line. We've got The New World. We've got The Tree of Life. Some of the greatest movies I think ever made, but I yes. digress. Please so, continue. So uh, his newest film is a little different, and if you saw The Tree of Life, there's kind of this break um, towards the beginning of the film. It's a 20-minute origins of the universe sequence, and uh, it's laced with um, images of scientific uh, cells and ocean life and all of uh, these really fascinating images that you don't know how they captured them or where they came from. So Malik has come out with The Voyage of Time, the IMAX experience, which is coming to IMAX theaters um, in October. And it's a documentary. It is a documentary, and it's only 40 minutes long. Uh, and the reason I'm particularly excited about this, I don't know if this will happen, but we have let our kids see the 20-minute uh, sequence from The Tree of Life, and it's fascinating. And so I'm hopeful that they will be able to go see this with us uh, as well. All right, so that was your number five. Good pick. My number four is a film called Fences. This will be another directorial effort by Denzel Washington, and it's based on a Pulitzer Prize-winning play that he also starred in on Broadway along with Viola Davis, uh, and they're together in this film as well, and he acts and stars in it, um, but also directs it. And it says, an African-American father struggles with racial relations in the United States while trying to raise his family in the 1950s and coming to terms with the events of his life. I think he was, um, at one point, had been on track to be a star baseball player, I think. Baseball or football, I think baseball ends up as a garbage collector and so I don't know a lot about this but if it's been on Broadway if he's directing starring in and Viola Davis is in it I'm all in because they are fantastic actors so that's my number four yeah I'd never actually heard of that until you mentioned it so oh, well you're welcome it sounds good yes I think so too you always need a good movie to see on Christmas or shortly thereafter yeah so. that's uh, December 25th opening I believe which may be limited release so you can probably guess New York and L.A., and then it would probably come out early January, mid-January for the rest of us. So my number four, I'm not sure if it actually qualifies 
Uh, you may disqualify it on a technicality, but it's mm -hmm. actually a PBS documentary, so it won't be in theaters. So it's called Defying the Nazis, The Sharps War, and mm. it's a Ken Burns documentary. Ah. Um, Ken Burns, who did Civil War, National Parks, mm -hmm. lots of uh, PBS documentaries. And um, this is the story of uh, Waitstill and Martha Sharp, who um, committed to a life-threatening mission in Czechoslovakia to assist in rescuing Jews. Interesting. I had never heard this until I just ran across it uh, when looking at movies coming out this fall. And actually, the Sharps were two of only five Americans who were honored at Yad Vashem in Israel and declared righteous among the nations. So interesting. Uh, it's an interesting distinction and something yeah. a story I've never heard, um, but I'm really excited to watch that. And it comes out, it's um, on PBS on September 20th, so just in like a week and a half. So the Sharps, they sound like a cut above the rest. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Eric and I have an ongoing discussion about puns. I love a good pun. And what whether... <laughs> They're useful in society. <laughs> <laughs> you can weigh in on that, too. Okay, that was your number four. And let's go to number three. My number three is a film called Loving. Richard and Mildred Loving, an interracial couple, are sentenced to prison in Virginia in 1958 for getting married. Once again, very simple plot. This is directed by Jeff Nichols. He is a fantastic young director who hails from Arkansas. He did Shotgun Stories. After that, he did Take Shelter. After that, he did Mud. And most recently, he directed Midnight Special, which was in theaters earlier this year. Man, this guy is kind of on fire as far as I'm concerned. Uh, this one, I think, has gotten some good buzz coming out of the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, Catherine and I did see the documentary on this couple. Uh, I think it was just called The Loving Story, mm -hmm. maybe last year at some point. Um, but yeah, it's just this, just kind of a hard story about a white man, a black woman who loved each other, um, got married, had kids, but had to fight uh, and scrap for kind of just living, having their life together. But it sounds fascinating. I like the director, and it stars... A lady named Ruth Nega and Joel, it has Joel Edgerton, who's a fantastic actor. Uh, anyway, so you guys should check that one out. I think it'll be awesome. Yeah, I was really interested to watch the documentary and find out that the story actually took place only about 30 minutes from where I grew up in oh. Culpeper, Virginia. So uh, there's a lot of familiarity in that country. Cool. So that's my number three. What is your number three? My number three is Queen of Catway. Ah, uh, yes. Which is the new Disney film based on a true story about uh, Fiona Mutesi, Mutesi um, from Uganda. And she's from the slums and becomes an international chess champion. The story is based on a book that was written by an ESPN the magazine writer, and uh, I recently read the kind of the initial feature that he wrote on Fiona that was fascinating. She, you know, walked several miles just to be with this um, missionary and the kids that he was teaching to play chess, and soon was beating people twice her age and beating boys, and um, just has this amazing gift. So. I am really looking forward to this one, um, hopefully to be able to take our daughter to it and uh, have her see a strong uh, young woman. It's directed by Mira Nair, who has done um, various, she's Indian, so she's done several films, but I read that she's actually lived 
or had a house in Kampala, Uganda, for several years. So um, she does a really good job of understanding the culture. And uh, I also read that they handle the character's Christianity well. Mm, um, yeah, he's a missionary. Yeah, he's a missionary, the chess instructor. And he was played by David Yellowo. Yes. From Selma fame. He's, he's kind of a big star. Yeah, so um, from what I've read, it looks to be good. Okay, cool. Good movie. Uh, that sounds really good. My number two now would be a movie called Silence. It's based on a book also called Silence by a Japanese writer. And I read that last year and thought it was a really good book. Um, but this one is directed by Martin Scorsese. stars Liam Neeson, Adam Driver, and Adam Gar- excuse me, Andrew Garfield. Uh, in the 17th century, two Jesuit priests face violence and persecution when they travel to Japan to locate their mentor and propagate Christianity. So this shows, man, it's, uh, at least the book just showed a lot of tough persecution. It's, it's uh, I, I don't know if it would be a true life story, but I think some of the elements would be true about these Jesuit priests, I believe from Portugal, who travel to Japan and start to evangelize. But they do come across a lot of hatred. Um, there's martyrdom, there's persecution, torture, terrible things, but it's all uh, in order to spread Christianity and good news. So... I'm very excited about that one. Uh, on IMDb right now, it's saying this movie is clocking in at 3 hours and 15 minutes. Wow. So that is going to be a big commitment. Um, <laughs> but if you're watching Scorsese and Liam Neeson together, you know it's going to be powerful. And if it's based on source material this good, uh, that's going to be a big uh, suggestion from me. So anyway, that's my number two. And when does that come out? It is to be determined. Uh, We don't know yet. I saw at one point November 2016, but who knows? My guess is it's been edited. They'll probably try to chop it down a little shorter and try to get it in at the very end of the year for Oscar season is my guess. Sounds good. Cool. What is your number two? Number two. Eric has known this about me for a long time. I have a not-so-secret love of science fiction. (laughs) <laughs> he thinks it's really nerdy. No, I like some science fiction. Like? Uh, <laughs> E.T., <Exactly>. I guess. <laughs> E.T. Terminator 1 and 2. Oh, boy. I don't know. So my number two is a movie called Arrival. It uh, stars Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner and Forrest Whitaker, and it's the story of a linguist played by Amy Adams who is recruited by the military to assist in translating alien communications. I do like the director behind this, Denise Villeneuve, something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Wait, can you repeat that? He, uh, gosh, he, he did Sicario. That was a good one. What was his other one before? Prisoners with Hugh Jackman a few years back. Anyway, so I like his work, and this is a great cast, so I think that might be a pretty solid pick for number two. Yeah, we'll see. I didn't love Interstellar. I didn't love Gravity. I love Gravity. That was a great movie. Uh, Now, this doesn't include, you know, inner space travel, but it's kind of the this contact movie. um, So I don't know if it will be good or not, but I'm interested. I'm kind of intrigued by it. Nice. Good call. So let's go on to number one. My number one pick is The Birth of a Nation. This stars uh, and is directed by Nate Parker. And here's the quick synopsis. Nat Turner, this is again based on a true story, Nat Turner, a literate slave and preacher in the antebellum South, orchestrates an uprising. 
Um, this one has been followed with a lot of controversy lately because the director, back in his college days, was accused of rape. He and his roommate uh, were both accused of raping a woman, um, and he ended up being acquitted, possibly on a technicality. So, you know, we're not exactly sure where he stands. He says it was consensual, may or may not have been, we don't know. Um, this lady ended up recently in the news. Uh, we found out she committed suicide. Um, so this whole big controversy has been stirred up and kind of come back to haunt him. But in the years since that, he claims to have become a Christian. In an interview with Christianity Today, I read, uh, this would have been just a few weeks back um, in August, he, he talks the lingo, he sounds like a true believer, and I really hope that's the case. Um, but we'll see that more and more as, as we see more interviews and things from Nate Parker. But anyway, the film... Uh, came out of Sundance just blazing hot people were talking about it like crazy it was offered a big distribution deal got multiple standing ovations even more recently I think it played at Toronto at the Toronto Film Festival and got standing ovations um, but the idea is that there's this black preacher in the south who's a slave somehow he was able to um, learn how to read I don't know if it was through the kindness of someone else or how uh, how he how he learned to read but he's hearing these white masters use scripture that he knows so well, and he's hearing them twist scripture in order to say, hey, we own you guys, and we can do with you as we please because the Bible says such and such. And he just kind of has to accept that. He says, you know, guys, I'm seeing in the Bible here, slaves, obey your masters. Um, but at the same time, he's seeing awful, awful, awful things done um, to his, his brothers and sisters who are around him. So he says, you know what? Um, what they're saying in scripture is just plain false, like they're twisting it for their own gain. Um, so he orchestrates this big uprising to fight back against these evil masters. Uh, and it's supposed to be a really solid movie. But again, I don't know a whole lot about it. I haven't seen it. But that is my number one pick. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, it's an interesting concept that he recognizes people using scripture in a way he doesn't agree with. But he also uses scripture it seems to to back up his views and so I mean I think that's yeah. kind of universal theme beyond all of the racial implications for us uh, it's also this idea that scripture can be used and is often used people cite the same you know passage in different ways with different meanings and so sure politicians have done this kind of thing for years and preachers do it too it's it can get ugly um, but I think when we truly love Christ, then we let the Holy Spirit speak to us about what Scripture means and not twist it to our own, you know, for yeah. our own gain. Well, and using the text to interpret itself and not yeah. kind of forcing our own context onto it. So Yeah, so that's my number one. What is your number one? My number one is um, more intriguing to me. I don't know if I'm going to love it, Okay. but it's probably the one I'm the most curious about. And it's a movie called La La Land. Oh, yes. And it's a musical. I don't love musicals, I'll be honest. You don't love musicals. Uh, and it's starring Ryan, Goss, Ryan Gosling. Oh, boy. And Emma Stone. So it's hard to go wrong there. M, M Stone? <laughs> if you're going to say Ryan Gosling, I'm going to no, say M Stone. Doesn't quite work. Uh, so he's a jazz pianist, and she's an aspiring actress, and they fall in love. And... It seems to be kind of the story of um, 
two struggling people who come together and then fame and success comes into the picture and things sort of start to fall apart, all told in song, perhaps. Okay, cool. Uh, the director, is it Damien Chaz Chazelle? The reason that I don't say any of the director's names is because I don't want to look like a fool, so I'm making use <laughs> of Damien Chazelle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he did. He directed Whiplash. What was that? Two years ago, that got a lot of good buzz. Won some Oscars. So I'm, you know, I'm excited for that guy's work. Uh, yeah, does he have a musical background? I mean, I think he does. Yeah, I can't remember what I've read about him, but I do struggle with musicals. I will. Say, I did love Moulin Rouge back in the day. Ugh, that's the one I don't like. So <laughs> that's an argument for another day. But I do. I do like your top pick. If anyone wants to hang out with me and go see a musical on December sixteenth. All right. Eric won't be going. I know. Apparently. Isn't Rogue One, the Star Wars movie, opening up sometime around there? So you'd rather see that? Uh, maybe. We'll see how the reviews come out on these. Um, did you have any honorable mentions here? Uh, you stole a couple of mine, so... Sorry. Um, I am really excited to see Loving. I would say that's probably one that would make the top of my list. Okay. And what about Birth of a Nation or Silence? Any of those? Yeah, I actually don't know. I forgot about Silence, and I didn't know if it qualified because we don't know when it's coming out. Yeah, but yeah. We, we hope it comes out soon. You're such a rebel. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first time anyone's ever said wow. that about you. Oh, one time I wore plaid with um, white pants. No. So my honorable mention is Patriot's Day. This is directed by Peter Berg, whose background is Friday Night Lights. And so I like some of that work. Um, but this has, uh, what's his name? Mark, Mark, Mark. Wahlberg. Wahlberg, very good. Mark <laughs> Wait, Wahlberg. did you say Wahlberg? I think, I'm, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but this is about the Boston Marathon bombing a few years back. Uh, so it's going to be intense. And the chase for the terrorists, I believe, as well. So that would be my honorable mention. So yeah, that's all I got for the uh, summer movie, excuse me, the fall movie preview of 2016. Any final thoughts from you, my dear? Uh, we would love to know what you're looking forward to seeing. So hit us up uh, in the comments or on Twitter, Facebook. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>